believe I will be joined by Cleve here shortly. He's having some uh, audio difficulties, so he's trying to sort those out, but he'll be joining us here uh, in no time. Okay, here we go. Before I bring him on, I don't know how this is going to sound. Prepare yourselves. Here we go. Cleve, what's up? Yo. Can you Say hear something me? Else. Michigan yes. sucks stealing signs. Yeah, okay. Um, you said you have a hard out after an hour, so unless you want to be here to three in the morning. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna make some, I was gonna make some jokes about it, but I'm gonna wait for there, for there to be a little bit more, a little bit more information. Um, but I mean, the dude's name is Connor Stallions. That sounds like a porn star's name. Yeah, like a uh, what's that? Uh, um, what's that? What's that? Boogie Nights, like a reject from Boogie oh, Nights. Dirk Diggler. Yeah, <laughs> Dirk Diggler and Connor Stallions. Oh my God, it's, I feel dirty now. <laughs> All right, so uh, Cleve has an out in about an hour, so we're going to try to get through these games by then. Now, luckily for us, six teams were on by. Um, so, Cleve, let me ask you a question. Six teams were on by this week, week seven. How many teams are on by next week in week eight? Four. Zero. Really? Yeah. Now, what sort of sense um, What what sort of sense does that make? Doesn't it, is are there any more international games? Is is that why they had two international games back to back? Yeah, they got the two Germany games coming um coming up here. Um uh Maddie, I say it from the gym is better than from than from in the bathroom. Uh, oh, for man. those who don't know, Cleve once did record an episode of political football from the John at where were you, the auto repair shop? Uh from MTB. Oh shameless, yeah, okay. Shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> well, did they clean their bathrooms? That's the question. That was gross. <laughs> um, yeah, so Paul saying that the Michigan sign ceiling is the funniest uh, college football story since the monkey stripper thing at Texas, which is a story I have to say I don't even know. Or I don't know remember. that one either. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, usually a lot of these college football stories aren't actually funny. Like you got the coach at Michigan State having to resign for jerking on a phone call against a woman's consent. Um, you got Urban Meyer covering up spousal abuse by his coaches. Um, you got whatever happened with Brian Kelly and that poor kid that died filming practice. You know, usually these stories aren't that funny. And even this week, after all this comes out, Michigan State puts a giant picture of Adolf Hitler up on their scoreboard in the stadium. I thought that was what was that? I know I know we were pressed for time, but I saw some stuff about that. I didn't understand. I thought it was a joke. No, how would they do that? So, um, well, this is so it's funny when you compare these two stories. Like nobody is like coming out here and say that Michigan State some sort of anti-Semitic institution or anything. Yeah. Um, like for the saying that Michigan is out here trying to find every little edge possible, but um, they so. They played a video that is trivia before the game, right? And so it's just a bunch of random questions. The 28th and final question is, what in what country was Hitler born? Which is Austria. Um, mm -hmm. But then it had a giant picture of him to go along with it. Apparently, no. whoever vetted this, this video didn't watch the whole thing. To be to be fair, the two questions before this question twenty six is how many colors are in the rainbow? Okay, uh, which is seven. 
Um, and then what color is Spock's blood in Star Trek? Wow. I okay. Which is what, green. So okay. I can see like I didn't see the first four questions, but if I'm vetting this thing, I watch the first four and I'm like, this is fine. You don't expect a random Hitler after Rainbows and Spock. Yeah, but I think I think Jumbotron doesn't go with picture of Hitler. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, you think? <laughs> you think? Um, but then Michigan State came out and said that it was up. It was like a, the third party did something, but then said third party came back and said, "This is a YouTube video. You never had our permission to use this." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Here we go. So, yeah, if we're talking about which which school I'd rather be right now, the one that uh, won 49 to nothing and might be stealing some signs, or the one that put up more Hitlers on the scoreboard than points this weekend, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with uh, um, with Michigan there. All right, enough of that. In the NFL, last Thursday night, the Jaguars 31, Saints 24, Cleve. The Saints were favored headed into this game, which felt kind of wrong. Um, the only note I have in this game is that Travis Etienne, 14 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns. How many straight games does he have with two touchdowns now, Cleve? With two touchdowns, how many straight? I'm going to shoot in the dark here. I'm going to say three. It is three. Three straight games, two touchdowns for uh, Travis Etienne. Doesn't feel like it, though, does it? No, it doesn't. It, I, I don't even think. I hear his name every week. Fuck, yeah. I, don't, I don't hear about him. Do you want to know why? What's that? Because they played two games in London. <laughs> Nobody watched. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. The games start at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. Nobody is watching those games. Um, so I want to give ATN his flowers for having a good season so far. Uh, Jags are now 5-2. and two. I can't. That's a, that's a sneaky 5-2. and two. It is. Uh, Falcons 16, Bucks 13. Okay, I have a rant. There we go. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, should be fined one million dollars for lying on the pregame injury report. Okay, I'm listening. So, Bijan Robinson did not appear on the pregame injury report at all, not questionable, not doubtful, not nothing, right? Okay, okay, but then he didn't play all game. Due to an illness, except for the very last play of the game where they gave him one three yard carry. Mm. Okay, strange. Uh, yeah. So the other thing is that Bijan told Arthur Smith reportedly during the game that he was good to go and could play, and Arthur Smith just didn't play him in a divisional game on the road with first place at stake. Yeah, fireable offense. Yes, I, I completely agree. Um, now this game was not as close as it seemed. Again, Falcons 16, Bucks 13, but Desmond Ritter, quarterback for the Falcons, fumbled on the one yard line twice. Yo, he I I got like a semi or small rant. Dude, he's like the new Danny Dimes or something. He's a turnover machine. Yeah, yeah, he's not good. He's a, yeah, he's a turnover machine. Need some ball protection. Yeah, they uh, man, could you imagine if the Falcons had decided to go get Lamar Jackson this offseason? I, I think you already said that like 400 times since the show started, but every single time, like every single time the Falcons play, you're just watching them like, oh, this would be the second best team in the NFC. 
Touche. Raiders 12 at the Bears 30. Cleve, what two quarterbacks started this game? Um, I know Justin Fields is back. Uh, I forget his name. That he that kid, uh, whatever his name is, he just beat like two good quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, uh, he went up against Brian Hoyer. <laughs> still in the league. Um, wow. by the way, Brian Brian Hoyer's middle name is Brian. His actual first name is Axel. Axel Hoyer. I would I would go with Axel Hoyer. I think I would go with Axel Hoyer too. <laughs> that's that's yeah. like that's three rings in a Hall of Fame trip, right? Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Like a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Your name is <laughs> Axel, and you go by Brian. That's so stupid. <laughs> I, mean, I like the name Brian. Actually, Brian's a really nice name, but not when Axel's under Axel's a quarterback. A, yeah. yeah, nah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, the quarterback for the Bears is named Taysen Bajent. Wow. It's brutal. Yeah, he went to Shepherd University. I've never even heard of that school. I don't even know what state it's in. Wow. Literally no idea. I same. Yeah, but he won the Division 17 or whatever it is, Heisman Trophy in 2022. So he was at least, <laughs> he was at least really good at that level for what it's worth. His dad is a 28-time uh world champion arm wrestler. Well, okay. <laughs> um. So, Khalid, what this means is that I need you to challenge his dad arm wrestling as a content play so we can film it and put it on the show or do a live stream around it. That's like a handicap, though, because I think I think if I'm not mistaken, professional arm wrestlers are like baseball pitchers where one arm is bigger than the other. They just train that one arm that they fight with. It's like a massive one arm, like, his, like a massive right arm. So you're saying that you should get to use both hands? What are we talking about here? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not talking about Girthy Tua. We're talking about arm wrestling. Tyson, uh, Tyson Bajan's dad. So here, real question, Cleve: the world champion arm wrestler. Do you, as a um, uh, personal trainer who is in excellent shape, do you think you've used got to use both hands? Could you beat the world champion arm wrestler? I don't think so. Have you seen that sport? It's it's pretty brutal. And, and you're probably too young to remember the movie Over the Top, which is like a Sly Stone uh, movie from the 80s. Uh, some of the people in the chat might that are old as me might remember this movie, but it's called Over the Top, where Sly is doing the classic. And it's he's fighting massive guys in this movie. It's ridiculous. So, no. No, I don't. I don't. I do not remember this movie. Now, in my defense, I was like negative seven for the first Rocky. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, is this a reference? Alex says, "Rotate the hat." <laughs> not wearing one today. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's a movie reference. Maybe he's shell shocked because the no, Giants no, won he, a game. He, Who knows? He's right. Like in the movie, like the last thing, like he takes like into overdrive, takes the hat off, and like he becomes this guy. I don't know. Like it's. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you for Christmas. I'm, I'm going to get you over the top to watch that. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, I recently uh, had had Mega watch Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Oh, my God. That's a, she's never seen it? She loved it. Loved wow. it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's gold. That's gold. I mean, it's, it's a great movie, but it's not like a great movie, if you know what I mean. So I wasn't sure how she was going to react. She loved it. I mean, it is a great movie. Yeah. 
80s. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah, so Josh McDaniels just lost by 18 points to Taysom Bajic. Can we just fire him already? Uh, yeah, he must have pictures of um, of the Raiders owner doing something really, really stupid. Dancing after winning the WNBA title. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna have you send me that, or or Matt send me that, because that was really bad. It was. <laughs> it was. I was gonna have Jake put your face on him while oh, he was no, doing that, no. but I was like, not even, not even to Cleve. No, no, not even, not even. To Thanks, Cleve. Jake. You're out there. Um. Browns 39, Colts 38. Random, random high-scoring game out of absolutely nowhere. The Browns were like the number one defense on paper coming into this game, and Gardner Minshew went insane. However, Gardner Minshew kept alternating great plays with horrible turnovers. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, and I'm a Gardner guy. I just don't sometimes get, get him sometimes, but, uh, Kind of a mini rant as well. I guess that's the theme of today's show. What are you paying Deshaun Watson to do? <laughs> one for was it one for five for thirty nine yards or something like that? Yeah. So Deshaun Watson got put in concussion protocol in this game, got cleared, but didn't come back in the game. They rolled with PJ Walker, who was playing horrible, and they just stuck with PJ Walker anyways. I have no idea what's going on with this Deshaun Watson situation, but it is really strange. Yeah, I mean, for what they're for what they're paying him, he needs to go out there. Unless he's like doing the tour thing, no disrespect to tour, he needs to play football. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he started the game and he cleared the protocol. No, I mean, maybe he. I don't know. I have to feel like after what happened to Tua, nobody clears the protocol unless they are like truly okay. I can see that. So he probably should, like I don't think he'd be like oh, I clear the protocol, but I still feel dizzy. I'm not going in. Yeah, yeah. But that seems that seems weird. Miles Garrett is a monster. In the first half, the first half, two sacks, two uh, two fumbles forced. The last one ended in a touchdown recovery for the Browns. Mm. Um. Miles Garrett is one of two examples we have on the week where you get like 99 guys on Madden who play A plus games and they just wreck everything. Yeah, he's a disruptor. Guys, he, the guy's definitely the guy. It, he's and there's like nothing anybody could do about it. No. Didn't he block a punt? A field goal. Yeah, he blocked a field a, goal. A field goal, field goal. Okay. And he jumped over the line, which I thought was a penalty, but apparently it's only a penalty if you make contact with somebody on the offense. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to clear the. Yeah, you have to pile like, a mile width. Yeah, but nobody can do it, so everybody just always gets a penalty, except for like six foot five, three hundred pound Miles Garrett, which makes it very impressive because the last guy I ever seen do that was Palomalo. I've yes. never seen a guy his size. That was impressive. Yeah, to get to get that sort of height, absolutely crazy. Now, unfortunately, this is a game that the refs decided at the very end. Um, one of maybe two, two and a half games the refs decided this week. So back-to-back horrible calls against the Colts on the Browns' final drive resulted in the Browns getting a first and goal on the one-yard line where they just ran in uh, the game-winning touchdown with Kareem Hunt still in the league. Wow. Yeah, well, didn't he come back because of the Nick Chubb injury? Yes. Okay. And he had two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, running backs, running backs to get from anywhere. I, I, I read you loud and clear, brother. 
All right. Uh, now we got the game of the week for Alex. Commander seven at the Giants fourteen. I, I so I was watching this game, and like sometimes you get games between bad teams that end up being like exciting and riveting. This was just a bad game played by bad teams. Cleve, when is the last year that Ron Rivera, as a head coach, had a winning record? When is the last year? Was it was it two years? No, I can't. No, I can't remember because his last year obviously was a shit fest. They got rid of him. Um, did he have Cam the entire time? I I don't know, but he's been, he's been he's been watched with Washington since before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and he was sick. He, was, he, he mm-hmm. had cancer or whatever. He can't survive. Yep. So when when's the last year he had a winning record uh, as head coach? I would say 18, 17, 17. Okay. With I the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't won with, I don't know how he survived in Washington. He hasn't won. He hasn't made significant impact with them. Yeah. All right. So I don't want to pick on Alex too much. Alex here says Giants D is no joke. So Sam Howell came into the game on pace to take more sacks than any quarterback in history. And you're playing at home against Ron Rivera and Sam Howell. That's, um, Let's, let's play the Eagles <laughs> first, <laughs> or uh, somebody who is it? Who is it? Sam Howell in in New York. Now this week coming up, of course, the Giants host the Jets, so they get Zach Wilson. So we might get we might get good. We might get good defense again this week out of the Giants. The only other note I have on this game really is that these Giants old school early nineties uniforms are way better than the current ones. And they should do what the 49ers did and just go back to these. Yeah, they're pretty dope. They're pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, you said Sam Howell is – so he, has he eclipsed David Carr's record? No, but he's on pace to get sacked over 100 times this year. David Carr has a record with like 76. 70, okay, so he, he could he could easily beat that because he's yes. up to – He's at 40 right now, right? If I'm not He's mistaken. at whatever whatever you'd have to be at after seven games to be on pace for 101. I think he's at 40, which is a yeah. lot for seven games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying that, like, again, I said last week that what the Giants need to do is tank the rest of the season because they're not good enough to do anything. And so they need to just lose out and try to, like, you know, jumpstart. And the reason that would help for them is because they're not terrible, right? Mm-hmm. They're a six-win team that's probably going to win five games. So just win two games, you get a top three pick, right? Yeah. Um, but like the Giants play the Jets this week, the Giants could easily beat the Jets. Yeah, we're 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 not the woods. Yeah, we're three and three. So yeah. Um, although I'm excited for the Jets coming off the bye to get Brees Hall fully up and going. That's going to be, that's going to be fun. All right, so. Uh, of course, Scott chooses this week to take a week off. Lions six at the Ravens thirty-eight. <laughs> I, because you guys are doing so good this year, I didn't even like entertain fucking with you. I was like, it, I, I'll just look stupid. Just <laughs> don't do it. I mean, well, so you actually you have two issues with that. One is that the Lions are good this year, and good teams lose, even get killed sometimes. Um, but. I guess we won't be asking if the uh, Lions are the best team in the NFC this week. Um, <laughs> and second, you are on record in the chat 
this year saying, and I quote, Lamar is overrated, one-trick pony. Lamar in this game, 21 of 27, 357 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, only 36 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. <laughs> he's he's the <laughs> other one with Miles Garrett. And I've been, I actually said this on the very first episode of Political Football ever. When Lamar Jackson plays an A-plus game, he is the most unbeatable quarterback in the league. That includes Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Spoil statement. Because Lamar's running threat is so absurd, when he's playing A-plus all the way around, the respect you must always give him for running the ball just opens up everything else on the field. Who had the longest reception and how long was it for the Ravens this week? Was it Mark Andrews? Was it Zay Flowers? Was it Odell Beckham? Is Odell back? Yes, he had like three catches in this game. Okay. It was Gus it was Gus Edwards. Really? The running back. An 80-yard catch for Gus Edwards. Wow. And the reason is that Lamar rolled out, took one step towards the line of scrimmage, all 11 Lions on the field, the other 50 on the bench, and the practice squad back home in Detroit all ran at Lamar. And so he just (laughs) floated it right up to Gus Edwards, (laughs) who turned around all the way down the field. And So so he could have went home, set up his entire cook uh, barbecue setup, put some steaks on, and he still would have been open. Yes. Jesus. Gus Edwards could have caught that ball, dro- stopped, dropped, and rolled like a fire drill and gotten a first down. <laughs> like, there was nobody near him. And it's not because Gus ran some sick route. You know what the I mean? Like, right? The respect, and so, yeah. now the thing is, we don't see A-plus Lamar that often or – the rest of the team kind of lets him down. There was a game a couple years ago that cost me a lot of money when Hollywood Brown dropped three touchdowns against the Lions. The I one where Justin Tucker kicked the 66-yard field goal. Yeah, um, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, if you don't drop those touchdowns. And then even earlier this year against Pittsburgh, right, with the highlight reel of all the drops, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when, when the Ravens click and Lamar plays A-plus, I don't I don't think anybody beats them. Mm. It's just are we are we gonna get that three or four games a row in the playoffs to be able to win the Super Bowl? That's the question for the Ravens. Mm. Fair enough. Um, as far as the Lions go, I, I mean it's, shit happens, I guess. Like they got <laughs> worked. Um but hey, everybody else in the division who matters uh lost, which is Green Bay. Oh, I guess Minnesota matters now. Either way, Lions are going to win the division. It was just, you know, they got some they got some tape to look at. Um, all right, Bills twenty five, Patriots twenty nine. Uh, I'm I'm back on the I'm back on the Josh Allen is not good stuff. Josh Allen played fine. Josh Allen is not the reason they lost this game. Josh Allen was perfectly fine. There were no stupid turnovers. He put up numbers. The Bills over the last three weeks 
are bottom three in the league in expected points uh, per play on defense. And the over the last three weeks, their defense is ass. Mm. Pretty much since they lost Tredavious White and Matt Milano, they have not played good defense at all. That is why they lost this game because they couldn't stop Mac Jones. Mac Jones went 25 of 30. <laughs> 25 of 30. I'll reduce that. He went five out of six, 83% for Mac Jones, 272 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> He's auditioning for his next gig. Mac Jones. Honestly, they might as well put Josh out defensive end. It couldn't have gone any worse. Shit happens, as you just said. No, no, shit happens when you play a really good team on the road and their MVP quarterback plays out of his mind. <laughs> shit doesn't happen against Mac Jones. Or should it, anyways? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because the first thought is, oh, the Bills lost. Josh Allen must have played bad. Uh, but he didn't, which is actually really bad for the Bills. Because it used to be Allen plays good and we win. Now Allen well, can play good and they can still lose. They have now, in my mind, replaced the Ravens on the unserious list. Mm. The Bills are not going to win the division, right? The Dolphins will. Yeah, the Dolphins will, yeah. Which means that the Bills make the playoffs. That said they're the five seed. will make them the best wild card, which could even still be pushing it, right? So that means that they're going to go to the winner of the AFC South. So they'll go to Jacksonville, right? So they win that. So now they're in the divisional round as the uh, low seed remaining. So now they go to the number one overall seed. So now they go to Kansas City. Somehow they beat Kansas City. Now they go back to Miami. And somehow they beat Miami. And now they go to the Super Bowl and play San Francisco or Philadelphia. Do we really think the Bills are doing this? No. 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 They're, they're like the Cowboys. Like There's no way you're pulling this off. You're good. You're fun to watch. You could cause a problem for somebody else. Yeah, but it ain't going to be that kind of beautiful run. Yes, but the Bills are not serious contenders at this point. They need they need a game like the Ravens just had where they dismantle a really good team and sort of set everything right. The problem is they already they already had that. They already took apart the the Dolphins by 28. And they're still doing this. So, you know, I'm just not feeling it for the Bills. And as far as the Patriots go, kind of like the Giants. Like, you really should be tanking. But they're good enough to win some games. <laughs> Cardinals 10 at the Seahawks 20. I didn't even see that game. This is this week's game four. There's no evidence this game happened. But I do have, I do have like a serious... um. A uh, serious question about the Seahawks. I wonder if Ben's in the chat because I don't want him to freak out. My question is: Is Ken Walker the third a good running back? He's definitely an explosive running back, but is he good? And the reason I say that is that in this game against Arizona. 26 carries for 105 yards, two catches for six yards. So he got 111 total yards with 29 opportunities, right? Because one target he didn't catch. I like to think 
that if you gave pick a mid, middling running back, if you gave David Montgomery 29 opportunities against the Cardinals, he's getting in the end zone at least once. He's getting way more than 111 total yards. And last year, um, Ken Walker was had a horrible success rate as a rookie, right? So success rate is an advanced stat. Basically, how much, how many yards, how many yards do does the offensive line earn for you on a play, and then how many yards do you get after that? Okay, right. So it can vary play to play. You could get an eighty-yard touchdown where the line parts the Red Sea like Moses, and you get no success on it, right? But then you could have one where you juke out a safety five yards deep, but you get 75 yards of success. Walker was one of the absolute worst in success rate last year. He just isn't good at making things happen that aren't made to happen for him, which is weird because he's shifty and, and sneaky. So, like, I don't really know what to make of him, but I'm not entirely sure he's actually a good running back. I mean, I mean you – you laid your case out, but good. What would you, what would you consider a good running back? So, like, so Walker is definitely explosive. Like, if you give him twenty nine touches against the Cardinals, he could run for two hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns. Like, it's in the range of outcomes, right? If you give this to Zeke Elliott, it's never happening, right? So, like, Zeke is a bad running back. That's off the table, right? Yeah. But. If you gave, I'm trying to think of another good, another good example of just a good, if you gave Aaron Jones from the Packers 29 touches against the Cardinals, yeah, he's not showing up with 111 scoreless yards. Well, I he's mean, always getting you 150 and one minimum. And even though he might not be able to go for 250 and four, he's never just falling flat with 111, no scores. So give my boy Breeze that look. Well, Breeze is obviously good. Yeah, <laughs> like like Brees Hall is obviously a, a very good running back. So Paul uh, Paul here is saying the Davis making the Emmett Smith is better than Barry Sanders argument right now. Uh, I'm actually not because Emmett Smith's success rate, if they had done that, would not have been as great because the offensive line was amazing. Yeah, you could put a you could put an Eldorado through that offensive line. <laughs> right, right. You know, Emmett Smith was great at maximizing what his amazing offensive line gave him. If you flip Barry and Emmett Smith on those teams, Barry runs for 9 million yards in a season. <laughs> and Emmett Smith is probably still a Pro Bowl running back in 1,000 yards a year, but he's not Emmett Smith. And he's you, know, not- my argu- you know, my argument has always been with for that, for, for those two guys because of the What's- offensive line. Barry's negative yards because he had no offensive line is still – it's still what an average running back would have had in a average in a average career. His negative yes. yards. Yes. That's where that's where so if if you juxtapose those two, Jesus, Barry Barry would probably rush for twenty thousand yards. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And so that's the uh that's sort of the argument here, right? Because nobody's saying that Walker isn't explosive, but is he only explosive? Because if you're only explosive, you're not actually good. You're a one-trick pony. Yeah, you got to be able to like, right? You want the explosion to come with consistent efficiency. If you're explosive but inefficient, you know I don't. I I I'm I'm so actually on the he is good side, but the counter arguments I'm seeing are very compelling. 
And I can't wait to see his numbers after this, after the season and see where he, where he actually is like in terms of these advancement. God damn it. Tampa Bay just scored on Detroit. Um, mm. Oh no, Carolina. Never mind. Never mind. I don't care about Carolina. Um, you watch hockey. Yeah. So ESPN tonight is doing like an NFL red zone for hockey. Cause all the teams yeah. are playing. Yeah. Like 20, I think 20 games, right? Yeah. Uh, frozen frenzy, but they're jumping around the games like red zone. Yeah. So it's on in the background. Um, nice. in, in the background here. Steelers 24, the Rams 17. Khalid, the Steelers have played six games. What's the record? Are they four and two? They are. Okay. Yeah. Four I, and two. Yeah. Wow. Je- Jesse right. Pinkman.gif. They cannot keep getting away with it. <laughs> hey, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Mike Thompson is a Hall of Fame coach. Because Kenny Pickett is ass cheeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how the Steelers continue to do this, which means I have to give Mike Tomlin his flowers simply because I cannot find out what they're doing. It's weird. It's weird, dude. It's I don't know. When I saw four and two the other day, I'm like, how? Where? Where are they for two? Cooper Cup. What do you think his catches and yards were in this game? Fully healthy, back. The Rams are down their starting running back. They started Darrell Henderson. They signed off the couch this week. The backup was Royce Freeman. They have no running game. How many catches and yards for Cooper Cup? I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to say six targets, uh, 47 yards. Yeah. Two catches for 29 yards. Man. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's some here's some here's some free advice for Sean McVay. Okay, Sean. My scouting report indicates <laughs> that if you throw the ball to Cooper Cutmore, you're more <laughs> likely to win the game. He's literally white Jerry Rice. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's an NCAA violation that I just gave this alpha to Sean McVay for free. But <laughs> Um, like throw the ball to Cooper Cup. The only triple crown ever in the NFL, <laughs> ever. <laughs> that alone, that currency alone, is why he should get at least eight to nine targets a game when he's fully ready to go. I, I'm so Come frustrated. On. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> like, imagine like. I'm sure that their that their Monday was easy, like for the yeah. coaches. Because like, all right, let's go look at the film and see what we could have done differently. Thirty <laughs> seconds later, oh, we need to throw it to Cutmore. All right, break. <laughs> like, let's get out of here. It's so plainly obvious in real time what is going wrong. Now, I don't want to use this complaint about them not using Cooper Cup to take away from Puka Nakua who, despite having a funny name, is a legitimate top-end wide receiver in the NFL. Eight catches for 154 yards, making insane catches on the sideline. If they... I don't have the new Madden yet, but on the when they do the roster updates, he should be like a 93. I agree with that. He's legitimately a star. 
And I saw something that like the only two, the only rookies with more than 150 yards to get 150 yards receiving twice in their first six games. It's Odell, Jamar Chase, and Randy Moss. Yeah, I of that list. <laughs> I, only know, cool. I only know Randy Moss. Yeah, he's in good company. Yeah, he's in good company. Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, fifth round pick Puka Nakua, and the thing is, too, he, he got by everybody. We do all this pre-draft coverage. We do live draft shows. How often did you hear me or Scott bring this guy up? I would have remembered the name, but did he right. play? Did he play? Any, did he spend any time in like one of the leagues, XFL or? No, he's a he's a rookie. BYU. BYU. Okay. So he wow. was like a sophomore or freshman for Zach Wilson. <laughs> so he <laughs> he was a rare a rare find for them. That's yeah, a yeah. Fifth round pick. That's crazy. Okay. Well, we're making we're making good time, and we have a decent question here in the chat from Jake. He said, uh, "Should the NFL invest into an accurate football spot technology?" No, yeah. I think they're better off just eyeballing it. So when this game again, the refs screwed the Rams in this game because the Rams stopped Kenny Pickett on a fourth and one QB sneak that would have gotten the given the Rams the ball back with give them a chance to tie. Mm-hmm. And instead, the Steelers got to run out the clock. Um, I, yeah, I don't understand why we have, like, in tennis, they can instantly tell down to, like, the micro-micrometer where the ball hit. But in the NFL, we're still using these obviously incompetent old people trying to spot the ball. As Yeah, as Matt said, why, would, why do we still have a chain gang in 2023 when just take the nose of, of the ball on both sides and put a fucking microchip in it? And it, it got to get to like okay, cross the line here. Yeah, something, something. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to do. I mean, they got VAR in soccer now. You know, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard at all to institute something like this. Now, to be clear, I'm not like a physics person or a STEM person at all. So maybe this is actually harder than it um, than it seems. And so let's go to our resident engineer in the chat. Paul says it's a really hard technical problem. Oblong ball, the whistle matters, timing matters, etc. You're counting hashes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the You're whistle does hash- matter, but you can line up the video and sync yes. it with where the microchip is, right? Yes. That's the, you got that you, you have that overhead camera that runs the length of the field. Have yeah. something like that just a network running across where this ball can, like you said, down to the micrometer where, where we are. Cause to break the plane to, for a touchdown, just the nose of the ball has to cross. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I can, I can appreciate that it's a difficult technical problem because I'm more qualified to talk about Russian ballet than I am technical things like that. <laughs> but I do know that it's a major problem for an organization worth billions of dollars. So yeah. fucking solve it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> like, Facts. Um, and then I can't quite see what Jake said. Something about his micro penis. Uh, sorry to hear that, Jake, but um, I'm not sure that this is the place for that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking speaking of Jake here, Charger 17 at the Chiefs 31. 
<laughs> the Chargers were never really out of this game until the fourth quarter, but it also never really felt like they had a chance to win. Do you think is there a coach or what? Like, what do you think? I know that we joked about sacrificing a goal or something. Scott said a couple weeks ago, but what do you what do you think is going on in 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 uh, LA there? Well, I think that Kansas City is better for one. Yeah, so take, yeah, take that out of the equation. But yeah, yeah, I, is it the coaching? Well, first let me ask you this question: Which team has more wins this year, Cleve, the Chargers or the Broncos? Come on, man, are you serious? Yeah, which team? <laughs> The charges. It's the same. It's the same. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, where are you, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's obviously something not going right with the Chargers. And I think there's a couple of major issues. One, collectively, we've overrated Justin Herbert. Oh, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to step on that limb yet. He is. He is a second tier quarterback oh my god towards the bottom of the tier oh uh, there's not there, there's there's more than there's more than two tiers <laughs> like it's it's not it's not like it's not like there's tier one and tier two there's multiple tiers tier one is your mvp caliber in their prime mahomes el lamar hurts burrow so, okay so right we have, he's not them we have 32 quarterbacks yeah where, where do you put him in 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 he's is he in the top fifteen bottom bottom five? So he's he, no, he's definitely in the top fifteen. He's in the top okay. half, right? But let's let's see here. I'm going to do some quick chicken scratch. So we got Mahomes, mm-hmm. Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Lamar. Who am I missing? Who's like a in their prime MVP guy right now? Uh, in their prime M- MVP guy right now. Yeah, I don't think I'm missing anybody, right? No. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, you could make an argument for Dak, but then he three. three no, picks. you can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> um, D- Dak Prescott's best season will never be as good as Joe Burrow's worst season. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so. Jake says Justin Herbert really is the Philip Rivers of Andy Dalton's. Oh, <laughs> save that, Dave. We got to use that again. Oh, that, that needs to probably be on like a stocking stuffer or something. Yeah, somebody awesome. told Maddie Ice put that shit on his shirt. Um, <laughs> um, so, but those are the top five. Like to me, those right now are the top five in their prime MVP candidates. But let me ask you a question right now. The Jets, right now, just for the rest of the season, can acquire one quarterback. Justin Herbert or Matt Stafford, just for this year, who do you want? I'll, I'll take Herbert because of the, he's young and he could probably. It's just for this year. Oh, just for, oh. Just for uh, the rest of this year. Just until Aaron comes back. Rent yeah, the rest I, of this year. I'll take Stafford. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Just for the rest of this year, Justin Herbert or Jared Goff? Wow. Well, the uh, fact you have to think about it is the answer. Yeah. (laughs) It's a hard pause. It's a hard pause. So we're looking at what's the issue with the Chargers this year. How about the fact that we're going Justin Herbert or Jared Goff rest of the season? 
Like that is the that is the problem. Now, is that because of the coaching? Is Herbert hurt? Um, Paul saying that somebody on Blue Sky this weekend said that Justin Herbert didn't have that dog in him. Um, and that he, he has low levels of dog. He's tough, but he doesn't have a lot of dog in him. I mean, that he he's he's kind of a West Coast pretty boy. I mean, there's there's no getting around that. Wow. I'm not, like I said, I'm I'm not ready to cast them off into into the, the you said the second tier bottom half. So I think he's right now, right now, like the end of the second tier of quarterbacks. Right. Okay. He's not the bottom tier, right? He's okay. not Zach Wilson, Jordan yeah, Love. Okay. All right, just yeah. that. Right. That's that's he's not he's not garbage. He's not trash. And he's a great prospect to have going forward. The Chargers don't need to move on from him or anything, right? Mm-hmm. But for just right now, for just this year, you were like, I take Stafford, I take Goff, yeah, Cousins. That's a right. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, and so is he top half of the league right now this year? Yeah, he might be right there. He might be like right there. But what, we 16? talk about him is if he's about he we talk about him like he's Trevor Lawrence. We talk about him like he's about to bust into that next group. Yeah. And he actually hasn't shown that yet. He has talent-wise. He's flashed the talent, but not through accomplishment actually doing anything. Yeah. And so that's the biggest issue to me, more than the coach, unless of course the coach is the reason for this. Well, do I, that was my question because their numbers. Like on paper, if you were watching those games, you would be fooled. Like, well, what am I missing? Because the numbers don't look bad. Yeah. He, again, he's not bad, right? He's not bad. Nobody should sit up here and be like, Justin Herbert is a bad quarterback. That would be ridiculous. But yeah. you know who else isn't a bad quarterback? Dak Prescott. <laughs> Touche. But, but nobody's like, oh, yeah, Dak, Dak's the man. He's going to get it done. You're in trouble now. Here comes Dak. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Paul says, speaking of West Coast pretty boys, who's first in line for Caleb Williams? Uh, that is offensive to me and Cleve because Caleb Williams is from the DMV. He's a pretty boy like we are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, also, I am absolutely here for the Bears getting the first two picks in the draft their own in Carolinas hiring Jim Harbaugh and they draft JJ McCarthy over Caleb Williams and just watching everything melt down (laughs) myself included. I think I would also melt down in this scenario, but I'm here for it. I'm here for just all during the draft, just all the coverage. Mel Kuyper's head would literally explode on set. (laughs) Um, It would be, it would be, it would be incredible. Uh, Travis Kelsey balled out in front of his girl, Cleve. 12 catches, 179 yards, and a touchdown. Look, my I got in. <laughs> <laughs> also, how does he not fumble on that little touchdown where he's like reaching back over his head? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy yeah. strength right there. Um, Packers 17 at the Broncos 19. I've only got two thoughts on this one, Cleve. First, the Packers came out of their bye and lost to the Broncos. That's bad. And second, and I do wish Scott was here tonight because this is the second time I've had to say this with him not here. Jordan Love sucks. Yeah, I, I uh, 
I, I, I kind of was waiting for you to say that either on the chat this weekend or tonight. And yeah, I, mean, I think uh, he had a flash, and I, I think it's just can he can he matriculate the ball down the field? <laughs> Twenty-one of thirty-one, hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns in a pick. The Broncos clearly the worst defense of football, unquestionable, unquestionable. Gave up seventy to the Dolphins. They were <laughs> shutting out the Packers at halftime. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm still, I, I'm still holding out. But you, you have a strong argument in that fight, man. He's, he's, as Paul says, Jordan Love is really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just not, not good at all. Now, moving on from Russell Wilson and Jordan Love to the Sunday night game, a matchup of two really good quarterbacks, the Dolphins seventeen at the Eagles thirty-one. This was a really good game that, unfortunately for me, was defined by mistakes. Mistakes that the Dolphins made and mistakes that the officials made. Cleve, how many penalties were called against the Eagles in this game? Um, I didn't see – I saw the highlights. I didn't see most of this game because I was studying. Yeah, take a guess. Uh, zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Do we think the Eagles committed no penalties during this game? I mean, it's, it's, it's football. You Somebody's right. going to do something. Someone's going to line off off sides. Someone's going to hit someone late. It's, you're going you're gonna to do something stupid. <laughs> um, so there was a fourth down in this game where the game was still very much in the balance. Tua puts his perfect pass to Cedric Wilson along the sideline. James, James Bradbury, same guy that grabbed Juju in the Super Bowl. Committed pass interference. Now, sometimes pass interference can be a judgment call or whatever was a catchable. He committed pass interference by grabbing the receiver's face mask and yanking him away from the ball. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the textbook of pass interference. I, yes. So the I'm not saying the refs are the reason the Dolphins lost this game. The Eagles won. They probably deserved to win. They were the better team. They probably are a better team. We'll see a rematch maybe in the Super Bowl. But, like, they – the Eagles won. But the refs kind of they, – they took away the, any chance the Dolphins had to win. And you you combine that with Tyreek Hill dropping a touchdown pass that would have tied it at 17 in the third quarter. And it's just like – you know, you see just how close it is in this league. It's like three critical plays between the Dolphins being tied and losing by two touchdowns. Wow. All right, Cleve. Should uh, should the tush push, the brotherly shove, be banned? No. Good man. The reason I and the reason I say that, and I'm glad you brought this up. The reason I say that is because every. Every once in a while in the NFL, something comes along where only one team can do it, and it's called competitive advantage. Like you, we don't know how how much they practice that, <laughs> but um, what team just tried it and didn't mi failed miserably? All of them. Yeah, it's, it was just recent, like a couple. Yeah, on, on Sunday. But yeah, yeah, it's just that it's when that when that play is going to be. Um, uh, 
starting to hurt people. Like when people start, you know, the injuries start to pop up. Like okay, the every time this this play is done, we get three people that can be potentially hurt. That's when they're gonna like probably outlaw it. But right now, it's a competitive advantage. They've mastered how to do it. Yes. Um. So L. Zeidenfeld made made the point on Twitter that. Tyreek Hill going to motion before the play and starting his route off motion is unstoppable, but you wouldn't ban it just because Tyreek Hill can do it and nobody else can, which Correct. is the point that Paul's making here. The Eagles can do it because the quarterback squats 900 pounds. Hey, there might be some truth to that. Again, it's, it's not, it's not an illegal thing, you know? It's just that they know how to execute that better. It's the same with, with Tom Brady's um, one-yard sneak or whatever, the uh, the quarterback sneak or whatever. Like, he just mastered doing it. No one yeah. else has that amount of sneaks, successful sneaks that has he has, you know? Yeah, and Sirianni, uh, head coach of the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, after the game, made a great point that I think he should have kept to himself because he was trying to make an argument to not have it be banned. But he said... For every other team in the league, they get first and 10, but we know we get first and nine. Yeah, you might want to not say and that. Like, <laughs> and, like, I mean, that's that's pretty swaggy, but just keep that to yourself yeah, because yeah. that's the sort of shit where, like, Jerry Jones is going to be like, this is bullshit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? A team is going to, like, win – not the Super Bowl with it, but they're going to win like a significant game, and it's going to come down to that. Yeah, and you got to know how to do it. Well, I think I think that w- what the Eagles could do. It's hard because they're Super Bowl contenders, so they shouldn't lose any games on purpose. But it would be great if they like needed needed it to keep a drive going to tie a game, and they just didn't get it on purpose. Like a high leverage moment fail on purpose is like a false flag. Yeah. And then that way people stop saying like, oh, it's unstoppable. And then you just do it again. <laughs> do it again forever. <laughs> um, but the thing is they can't afford to give anything away. They're too good. Like they're they're yeah, you know no, strong Super Bowl contenders. Their, it's part of their it's part of their arsenal. Like, you know, when like you said, and you made a great analogy, or the guy that you quoted made a great analogy yeah. with, with the Tyreek Hill thing, because that's that's a physical advantage. As he's as that ball's being hiked, he's already in like another gear. Right. <laughs> Off the ball. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, all right, last game here, then we'll take a quick look at the games coming up next week. 49ers mm-hmm. 17 at the Vikings 22. So the 49ers lose to a clearly inferior team two weeks in a row. I would not be panicking if I were them. No, I wouldn't either. Um, but they also their margin for error is narrow because there's not that many good teams in the NFC. They would much rather have Philly come to them than have to go to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And so by losing to Cleveland and San Francisco, they really should be 7-0 and and the Eagles 6-1. and Correct. I, I would say the, the, the loss last night probably more so sticks, but your kicker lost you the game the, the week before. You know, the kicker makes that kick. We're, this is a different team rolling into um, in Minnesota. Yes, I mean, yes and no. The, the, the uh, kicker... Um, Jake Moody from Michigan 
So here's the thing. Maybe Jake Moody missed the kick because they have Jim Harbaugh stealing the signs for him anymore. Because <laughs> I never, I don't think, I think I only saw him miss one kick in college. And it was from like that. 94 yards away in a driving rainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the story in this game, though, is on the Viking side and rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison, who won the Bolitnikoff Award two years ago and got Kenny Pickett drafted in the first round. Breaks out in this game, seven catches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns, including an insanely manly touchdown at the end of the first half where he spinning rips the pass out of Charvarius Ward's hands, leaves him in the dust, and runs for a 60-yard touchdown as the first half is expiring, which ended up being the difference in the game. Yeah. There's some certain plays you see that, and you're like, that was the nail in the coffin. That's going to come back later to be a, a significant uh, uh, event. Yes. Uh, I just want to point out to Jake that the Chargers did pass on Jordan Addison to take Quentin Johnston, who had no catches for no yards and no touchdowns when Mike Williams went out two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So, again, I don't think the 49ers should panic, but I think that has to be it for them losing to teams they shouldn't lose to. I mean, they got guys out. I'm not making any excuses for for, for the loss. They have, um, they, they have, they're missing Trent Williams and Debo. Yeah. Well, Debo... Deep, when Debo plays, Purdy's a different guy. Um, the 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 last the last interception was atrocious. I mean, it was. He was yeah. he was forcing it. He was trying to do too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. All right, games coming up this week, and remember there are no buys, so we have a full slate on Red Zone this week. I think it is thirteen games on Red Zone. Thursday night, Bucks at Bills. Well, GG Bucks. Bills get a chance to get right. Sunday, one o'clock, Jets at Giants. Your boy's gonna do it, Cleef. I I'm hoping. I mean, Brees, Brees, like you said, at top of the show, Brees coming back should be the factor. Uh I don't know if Dimes is gonna is gonna play. Still probably out with the neck. So we got is, is it Tarod? Tarod. <laughs> it's Tarod. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't see they're coming off of a win from beating the commanders, but um, I think they're going to get put back in pocket. It's just awful. Uh, Cleve, the Steelers are going to do it again. Jaguars at Steelers. You think so? You, it's going to be like 42 degrees. <laughs> the Steelers, they're going to do it again. They're going to beat Jacksonville. They're going to get like some strip sack fumble bullshit. They're going to win this game like 20, like 22 to 17. There's like a genie on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know I don't know what animals Mike Tomlin is sacrificing to Odin right now to get those results. But but it's going to continue. Uh Eagles at Commanders. Hey, we have oh. a local team. Um That's well, going to be a murder fest. That's going to yeah, be a murder. Uh Sam Howell is on pace to set the record for set, getting taking sacks in a season. Now he gets to play the Eagles. Good luck with that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Rams at Cowboys. Aaron Donald versus Michael Parsons. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Some good offensive talent that game. Um, one good defensive player on the Rams. I actually think mm, – I'm not ready to make this prediction yet. I think the Cowboys might boat race this game. I can see the Cowboys with like a 41-10. to 10. Ooh. 
Okay. I'm not ready to make that an official prediction. Whatever. I'm not going to be on the air again. We'll just make an official prediction. Cowboys murder the Rams. Uh, Vikings at Packers. They should win that. The Vikings. Well, if the Vikings win, they'll be four and four, uh, which puts them in at least a little bit of position to push for a wild card with Jefferson hopefully coming back in a couple weeks. So, and obviously, if the Packers lose this game, they're fucking they're, toast. So, yeah, um, oh my God, the Arthur Smith ball, Falcons at Titans. <laughs> this game will take exactly 42 minutes of real life time, despite the game being 60 minutes long. And, um, there will be 87 carries between the two teams. <laughs> Six to three Titans. There we go. Uh, short-lived for the Patriots here. Patriots at Dolphins. Whew. That's going to be a murder fest. It is. Yeah, that, that's no good. Uh, Saints at Colts, who gives a shit. Yeah. Um, Texans at Panthers. Number one versus number two. Overall draft picks playing each other. That's going to be an awful game. I do think it's going to be an awful game, but it'll be interesting. Like, I I think C.J. Stroud might be a little pissed he wasn't the first overall pick. He might be a little motivated to put it on the Panthers here. Mm, I didn't think about that angle. Yeah, I think in his mind he should have been the first overall pick. Um, Browns at Seahawks, which feels like a game that could finish in the negative scoring. Like the Seahawks win four to negative three. <laughs> um oh my Super Bowl, my Super Bowl prediction here, Cleve Bengals at 49ers. That that should be a good game. Yes, if if Joe Burrow's back and healthy, yeah, and and T Higgins with now two weeks off to heal up his ribs is back and healthy, that should be a good game. But if if the if the Bengals aren't healthy, the 49ers will destroy them. Oh, Chiefs at Broncos. <laughs> The Dolphins put 70 on them. Now, just last week, the Chiefs only beat the Broncos 19-8. to eight. I think the Chiefs want to come out and show they've got something working here. I think we're going to see the Chiefs go at least 35 points in this game. Mm, okay. Uh, life stays good for Lamar. Ravens at Cardinals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did see a nice little 450 total yards of offense for Lamar here. Sunday night, Sunday night. Jake, you get a win. Bears at Chargers. Yeah. Maybe if Justin, maybe if Justin Fields is back, there could be some entertainment factor there. But as much shit as we were talking about the Chargers, I don't see Taysen Bajent going into LA on Sunday night getting that win. If that happens, they need to fire the coach. Yes, I actually agree with that. I actually think they could just snap snap him off clean. Right there. And finally, Monday night football, the Raiders at the Lions. Mm. The fest. Lions hosting Monday night. Murder fest. You might got to get some bonchon for that. I have a feeling that because of the way that Dan Campbell coaches, that this team is going to bounce back strong. And if they had a tough opponent coming to town, they would give them a great game with a dog shit opponent coming to town. I don't think the lions are in danger of playing down to their opponent. I think you're right. I think this could be a game where the lions just like they do to the Raiders what the Ravens just did to them. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to get it. 
Yeah. Uh, Jake said he prefers the Chargers losing so Staley can kick rocks finally. Yeah, no, in all seriousness, if they lose, uh, you got to really look at this coach. If they lose, to, if they lose to Taysom Bajit, he's fired. If Justin Fields come back and does Justin Fields things, yeah, yeah. maybe. But if it's Taysom Bajit and they lose at home on Sunday night, yeah, Staley's in a lot of trouble. Um, so yeah, so that's the, that's the slate coming up next week. So next week we have a full slate of games to go over. Scott will be back uh, next week for that. Cleve, any final words? Um, yeah, I. Uh... I'm very, uh, I'm very interested to see what the, the what the set. Cause so we're 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 past the first quarter of the season. Cause yeah, uh, almost halfway. Yeah. So I'm, um, for me, is kind of a full. Like you kind of see who teams are. Start to get the DNA of each team. Like, okay, is this fool's goal? or like you guys said, are they fraudulent or unserious? Is, is the new one for this for 2023? Yep. Starting to see teams come up, and we're starting to see, like I said, four and two for the Steelers. How? <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. And we're three and three, bro. That's insane. That's insane. And the Chargers are two and four. <laughs> Go figure that. <laughs> Go figure that shit out, bro. Yep. All right. Well, my 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 final words are um, to hell with the NCAA. Just pay the players. If, if, if the NCAA tries anything here in Michigan, it's just be like, all right, we're just paying all our guys a million dollars each. <laughs> Fuck off. So that's uh, that's 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 where I am with it. Uh, we will see everybody next week, Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Uh, if you're watching, please like the video. If you're listening, thank you so much. It's a YouTube Thanks, video. Guys. Link in the show notes. Subscribe. Get notified when we go live. All that. See you next week. Peace.